Well, it's Wake Up With KC, and today, yes, finally, I have a very special guest joining me today, and yes, we're going to talk about sex. I've been waiting, and I'm so excited. This special guest is a sexologist. She's an adult uh, performer, lifestyle coach, motivated speaker, and an international best-selling author. Please join me w- welcoming Carolyn Jewell. Hi, how are you? How are you? Thanks for having me. How are you doing? I am doing great now that I can talk about sex. Yay! You you know, what is a sexologist? It's a good good question. So, um, you know, once we get a little bit into my backstory, but, you know, I always say, you know, my path and my journey and my my life took me to somewhere that I never thought I would be, okay? And um, I realized that I really liked coaching people. I own a swingers club, and I was always coaching my my community members on how to, uh, you know, look for warning signs and what to watch out for in the lifestyle. And so then I was going to go to school. I I already have a bachelor's degree, but I was going to go to school to do relationship coaching. And when I was looking online, there's a sex coach and then there's a sexologist. And I started to kind of lean to the like to the path of sexologist because it more digs down deep, like into fetishes, kinks, fantasies. So why does somebody have a foot fetish? Where does that come from? Why does somebody have, you know, um, the fetishes with um, the child's play, wearing diapers, stuff like that, um, uh, furry fetishes, all these different like things that you look at and you go, well, what, what is, they're weird. That's what's wrong with them. And in fact, it's not because it all relates back to their childhood. And so a sexologist kind of digs deeper into all of that. Wow. <laughs> and you also will talk about your book. <laughs> uh, you started a swingers club. Yeah, my, my, my story is interesting because people always say to me, what don't you do, Coraline? So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know how far back you want me to go. My Swingers Club, I started in 2012, and I now have about 20,000 members in my community. Wow. So, And let's enlighten people what a swinger is for those that don't. Like me, at the beginning, I did mm-hmm. not know. I thought swinging was the dance. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, so I always got all excited. Yeah, I yeah, thought, I oh, yeah, you know, I want to enjoy my lifestyle and swing. And I'm like, okay, yeah. I'm now let's go. And I'm like, I need to get some new shoes. I got to, right. you know, and well, if you're not, if you're, if you're, if you, if you live a sheltered life, if you're not taught, you know, if you, if you don't know about it as a teenager, you know, you know, you don't, then how would you know? Um, I'm actually like, teaching a class tomorrow, tomorrow, Wednesday. Yeah. I'm teaching a class tomorrow, uh, the introduction to swing. And so swinging 101 is a free class, but, um, that, uh, when I was writing my syllabus last night for everybody is, um, you know, the misconceptions of what people think swinging is people really, truly, if you, if you don't really know, you think that it's a husband and wife or a boyfriend and girlfriend go to a party or whatever and they have sex with another man or woman, right? And that's it. And there's no other variations. And that's completely wrong. There's so many different variations just from being a voyeur or an exhibitionist. Or maybe you just want to find that illicit unicorn or hot wifing or cuckolding. And there's so many different ways to say, you know, I'm involved in the lifestyle as a swinger, but I don't sleep with somebody else's husband. I don't want to, you know? So there's so many different variations that I can go into. Oh, wow. <laughs> did not know that good there's a lot know. there's a lot you know, i just thought it was like you know having orgies and to me you know uh there is a misconception about sex 
Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, my, my dad knows what I do. And he says to me, I can't believe that you can be this amazing wedding planner during the day. And then at night you go and you run these orgies. And I said, absolutely. At 11 o'clock at night, I ring a bell and I said, penis is out, vagina is open. Let's get started. And he's like, it's disgusting. And I'm like, that's not what we do. <laughs> it's not, it's not what it is. You know, um, I always describe my, this is my events, but I say it's like going to a wedding with caterers, with entertainment, it's a hotel takeover. Um, you know, with um, uh, dinners. And the only difference is that I provide a playroom, an area, like different playrooms that they can go and choose to go play if they want to. So, I've been to a swingers club and I, it was a whole new world for me. It was my first time actually going to a swingers club. Where was it? What state? Uh, he's in Fort Lauderdale. Oh, okay. I was just there not too long ago. I was oh, there. Wow. Yeah. And it was my first time there too. Um, I because we were at the Exotica Adult Expo. Um, I was doing some seminars there, and then I called Trapeze and I told them that I run Hanky Panky down in California, and so they let all of us in for like a discounted rate. I brought like twenty people over from the event, and um, it was an interesting. It was interesting, you know, because um, it puts me on the other side as a guest, not as the hostess, you know. So it's hard for me to enjoy because I sit there analyzing. <laughs> <laughs> It's like it's like when I go. I have, a, I have a degree in theatrical production. I can't go and enjoy the theater because I'm, you know, analyzing what choreography I would have done different and what props I would have done and what, you know, all those kind of costumes. And I know people are always like, "We can't go anywhere with you." I'm like, I know. <laughs> well, it was, so, it was a different. It was a whole new atmosphere, and I'm like, wow. This is like a whole new world. So tell me, what did, you think, what did you think of, I'm curious to get your, because you know, you, you've never seen a, a Stringer's Club. So um, when did you go to the back room? So you go, you know. You yeah, go I got the whole tour of the place. Okay, what did you, what went through your head in the back room where you're looking around? I just want to see if somebody's thinking the same as me. Like really think back to that room, those rooms. Or it's a room, it's a big room. I was like, are they going to get that many people in these malls, like in these rooms? You know, like how many people can you fit in these rooms? <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Okay. Okay. So for me, cause my friend, he says, you know, are we going to go back there or not? And I'm like, we can go back there, but I'm not doing anything back there. And he's like, why? And I go, you'll see. And if you look around, there's no trash cans for condoms. There's no sheets. There's no towels. There's no condoms. There's nobody coming in there and spraying down those rubber beds after people are done. Ugh. Ooh, I didn't know we had our own towels. So. Yeah, so you can get towels from that locker room. Yeah, so we had our towels, but we picked up after ourselves, and we I was in a clean spot. I'm like, this. I is was trying crazy. to watch. I was one. I was sitting. We were just sitting. We were sitting like in the middle, like a couch thing to watch people. And I just said, I wonder how many condoms are stuffed in those mat in that rubber matches like down there. It's too. No, there's no trash yet. There's no trash yet. It's too crowded for me. That's crowded. It, it, I'm just like, no, I'd rather go to private parties now, you know, private yeah. parties. Yeah, you know, private. well, you can close the door. Um, yeah, so like I was writing about that today too. You know, I have a no lock door policy, which means if people want to go play in the playroom, they close the door. If the door is closed, that means they don't want to be disturbed. My staff will come and just make sure it's not locked, and then that's fine. But we have a no lock door policy because of emergencies, you just don't know what's going to happen in that room. Or maybe somebody gets dragged in there. We've never had it happen, but I have a no lock door. Oh, but wow. that means, yeah. So if the door's closed, it means private. Don't doesn't mean come in. And if the door is open, another thing that people don't understand is if the door is open. That's an invitation to watch. That is not an invitation to jump on the bed or touch them at all. You know, and people think, oh, well, they left it open. So they wanted other people to come and play with them. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. <laughs> I want you to watch. Oh, wow. So the type of um, swinging parties that I've been to, it, you know, there was like eight, 10, 20, 20 people. Okay. 
So it's yeah. like a little, like it's a little orgy kind of thing. Okay, yeah, a little get together, you know, at some of these. Yeah. Okay. And it's just an inner circle of friends that we we connect with, and we, you know, every once in a while. But lately, it hasn't been because of the COVID, and right, you're slowly coming out. But still, I just I was blown away. But then I got in touch with my sexuality. Like the sex goddess in me mm -hmm. connected finally. Yep. Yep. And that's, um, you know, I mean, you know, I always tell people, um, you know, for me, I was a competitive Olympic figure skater growing up. So my goal, my entire life was just focused on skating and going to represent South Africa in the Olympics. And um, that dream got, uh, when I was about 18, I got injured and I couldn't continue, but I never had, I never, I never had an orgasm until I was, I think, 30. And I was married to my husband and I had an orgasm because we were in Las Vegas and um, I was playing with this head massager while he was in the bathroom and I, he came out and I was like, I know, I know why you like sex now. I figured it out, you know, and that took me to the age of 30 <laughs> to figure that out. Wow. So for me, sex was a chore. It was like, I don't understand why you like this so much. This is like, what was we're wasting time? But, you know, um, that's why, that's why I travel around and I teach people though, you know, is embrace your sexuality. And, you know, if you walk into a swingers party, cause you want to see what it's all about and you see your coworker over there, guess what? They're there for the same reason. So, Hey, hey what's up? Knuckle them and go on with your day. So. Right. And yeah. then, you know, the misconception about sex, it's, you know, growing up in the eighties, I got a book. Okay. Mm -hmm. And there was the anatomy of these sexual parts between a male and a female. So I'm going through it. Okay. Here's the ovaries. There's the penis. There's the, you know, scrotum. Oh, look, there's the vagina. Oh, there's the clitoris. But I'm like, so what do they do? Talk about sex. Yeah. And they still don't, by the way. So um, my, my, my kids are uh, 18 and 14 and I asked to see the curriculum and it's very focused on consent right now. And, you know, it talks about that, which is great. Okay. But nobody's telling these kids um, what the symptoms of an STD look like, um, how you can get, how you, you know, the different ways that you can get STDs. Uh, they're not telling them, you know, God forbid they did get somebody pregnant where they could go to get help and assistance. Um, none of that's educated. So there's, in the sex education, again, they're not learning about, um, if a woman as a, you know, pre a woman, if a woman squirts, you know, or she has a female ejaculation, uh, they don't know what that is. I mean, I didn't know what that was. I'm a squirter and then I lost my virginity and I thought I peed on my boyfriend. I was horrific. I was horrified, horrified. And I was at San Diego state and I went down to the library and I researched on all those little things. Like, what is this? And then I went back to him and I was like, I, you're lucky. 10, 10% of women can do this. And you got one of them, you know, but I, nobody educated me on that. It's true. So you learn through experience. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not experience for sure. <laughs> and then, you know, Sex, from what I gathered, you know, because I'm very a spiritual, intuitive, transmedium. Uh, I channel highly evolved beings, ancient civilizations, and I was actually sure. was drawn to this book, and I was going through it, and it was conversations with God, mm -hmm. with Neil Donald Walsh, and God is talking about what sex is, hmm. and it's really simple synergistic energy exchange okay i like that because we're souls we're divine mm -hmm. spiritual beings sexual beings inside a human being mm -hmm. exactly 
but it's so frowned upon. So, you know, so taboo, you know, God forbid. So, and, and you wonder why people are stressed and unhappy and miserable well, relationships. Right. But well, we were just talking about that, you know, before we put the cameras on, we talked about, you know, the, the, the should have, would have, could have syndrome. I mean, how many people stay in these relationships and, 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 you know, they stay for the sake of the kids or they stay in a job or, um, you know, I work as a webcam performer. So that's one of my jobs, my thousands of jobs, but, um, I can't tell you how many of these men will say to me as soon as my wife goes to bed. Okay. And then, and then they come and then they put on their panties and they want to do like, you know, fetish role play. And I'm like, why don't you go get your wife and get her out of bed and bring her over here to talk to me and let's have some fun together and let loose for a little bit. You know, uh, there's so many, so many people have these, um, these kinks or these fetishes that they, 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 they you know, society tells them it's wrong. It's not normal. But that's a, a limited belief. A mental mm -hmm. programming and yeah. there's emotional energetic traumas on top of that that yep. keeps us held back in prisoners right and I mean, we I suffer yeah. instead of letting it go changing the way we think and experiencing something that deep down our soul is trying to express and expand mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that if, um, if we were more open sexually, you know, and then, and stopping all this, you know, porn is bad and sex is bad and BDSM and spanking is bad and tying up and bond, you know, the damsel in distress and all, you know what it's people let people try what they want to try and you either like it or you don't. I mean, I always say when fantasy meets reality, it's not always what it's, you know, cracked up to be, you know, everybody wants that threesome and then you have the threesome and you're like, well, that kind of sucked. I had to take care of two women. I can't be able to deal with her and another one, you know? Um, you know, so it's like, but there, there's so much like taboo on it, you know? And um, people that I've had on my podcast, like I, I blows my mind growing up where, the, where, where there was no real acceptance of gender identity, nobody that you could talk to. Imagine that. Imagine being a little, you know, a, a little boy, but you're like, I'm, I'm not a boy. I'm not like the, the other boys, but who do you talk to? religious family who can you go to to say this I don't, feel, I don't feel right you know it's awful it really is it's sad it's sad and it's so sad yeah but here's the thing that i've learned from history too and this goes back to i'm trying to find it in the sumerian uh writings uh -huh. i know there's writings from the egyptian history and there's uh the high priestess isis Hmm. Now, from my understanding, they did do like sexual um, rituals, rituals mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. connect to that spiritual side, that realm. And it, and yeah. it just makes sense to me because when you get that energy and it's like your soul and your spirit and then you get that energy from that pleasure of mm -hmm. having sex and then you have that the soul and the spirit and that energy from the other person when it's consensual right right you know and you connect and i've had a an experience through an orgasm to where i stepped out of my body and oh, yeah. this being came in and started speaking a language that I'd never heard it before. And I think that's hard. I think that's hard to find. That's an interesting thing to think about. Like, if how many people could we talk to that could we we could ask them? You know, like go back in your head to a memory of a sexual you know encounter with someone that it wasn't just sex. It was 
something really special, something really, you know, um, significant and it meant something. And it's just, yeah, you don't see that anymore. I don't even know I could think that. Passion. Yeah, the passion, the passion is gone. Yeah. It's, it's when the two energies, mm -hmm. the two human beings light up. It's like in the book, he, he explains there's Tom sitting at a table in a restaurant and Mary comes in the door and they make a, like a instant eye contact. Mm -hmm. Something light up, lights up inside. But then they're going on and then that energy gets so intense. They have to meet. It's like there's a reason why that happened. Something's drawing them to each other, right? Yeah. yeah. And to me, that is the one of the most amazing. You created a third energy, by the way. Mm -hmm. Yep. You know, and when you get that heated and that passion, it there's in the science realm or the science, uh, the biochemistry in our bodies change. There are so many uh, dopamines and and whatnot going on, firing right. up, and your heart is starting to raise. Your body's getting hot, and you're. Pussy is pulsating and mm -hmm. so are your nipples. Right, you know, you're feeling yeah. that all over. You know, yeah. and it's you know, I've I've had that experience and now I, I look at you know even you know being bisexual. I love women too. I love making mm -hmm. love to women. You know, yeah, I mean, with a man too. Why why do I have to choose? Like why exactly. That's exactly what it is. I mean, it goes it goes back to what we were saying earlier is you know um we are so we're so you know we, we're brought up to know okay you're going to get married to one person you're going to get a college degree you're going to stay with that person till death do you part you'll have a, you know two kids a dog that's it you know and god forbid you 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 go out of that you know to see what's on the other side okay well now you know half these families of your religion now they they've gotten rid of you stuff like that um you're an awful person and you know um and then we have so many people that are taking their lives because, which this is awful, you know, with gender identity and, um, and even working in the adult industry, you know, your family shuns you because, because you're, you're taking care of your bills and you're doing your own thing or whatever. And you're embracing sexuality and you love it. You know, it's very interesting. I interviewed somebody on my podcast. You'll like this one. She is like literally known as the like gangbang queen. Okay. And she is just the cute little thing. She wears her little sneakers or slippers or her little tutu at the shows. And um, she'll, she, she does like 50, 60 guys. Well, when I had her on my show, I said, so tell me like about you. Well, she was in the military as a medic for six years. Okay. She's one year away from becoming a physician's assistant. And she got into this uh, and she loves it and says, I am not leaving the industry until the word slut is a word of empowerment. And that's where I'm going to be. <laughs> and I was like, but she's brilliant. You know? Wow. Smart girl. And she's married. She met her husband in the military. They're still married. And uh, he supports her job and everything 100%. Wow, that's freedom. Yeah. And it's a good, it's a, from, it's like kind of like, you know, why I wrote my book and why I came out clean with who I am and, and, you know, embracing my own sexualities. I no longer have to keep that. There's no secrets. There's no white lies. And I don't have to remember what the white lies were anymore. You know, why am I going here? Why am I doing, you know? And, um, you can, and that's, that's why I like the swinger lifestyle community. You can say what you want. You can wear what you want. And nobody looks at you and says you're a slut. Well, I'm all for that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but being in, in the adult industry, like, let's talk about porn. Okay. 
Okay. Um, it has changed. <laughs> for the worst. For the worst. Yeah. For the worst. Uh, before it was like, I like a little role play. Yeah. A scene. Um, a story. What was it? There was one point that I saw. Was it deep something? Oh, deep throat. Deep throat. Yes. Deep yeah. A lot of my friends were in it. Yeah. But it looked like a movie instead of a. Yeah. So I had this conversation with, I don't know. So, um, so first of all, for me, I don't watch porn. I never have. I never did. I never do. I don't even watch my own stuff. I'll just look to make sure that I'm in the screen and then I send it off, you know, but, um, um, I, I interviewed, or I had, I was working on my documentary for my book and it's a long story, but the director wanted me to interview Sharon Mitchell, Eric Edwards, um, Herschel Savage, um, Annie Sprinkle. And I'm like, okay, wait, 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 slow down. What are the names? Spell them for me. And he's like, you don't know who these people are? And I'm like, no, I don't have a clue. Just spell them for me. And um, now I know them all. Now I'm friends with them and I've had them on my show. And um, when I was talking to Eric Edwards, he's a director and he was a performer. And he says, I'll be on your show if you watch three of my, you have to watch three movies. You have to pick three to watch, you know? And I was like, oh my God, the last movie I saw was Sully. Like, I don't watch TV. I don't watch movies. Uh, I work. And so, um, and I loved him. I watched like the Chamberlain Maid. I mean, it, it, there's storylines, there's a scenery, there's a prop, there's a, you know, and then there's, it's not just wham, bam, thank you. There's like passion in it. Right. It's different. And, it's gone now. But then you have the, you know, the, the sexual fantasies and then they're doing this on porn and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I can understand you know, trying to spice things up and get some ideas and, you know, with costumes, positions, you know, role plays and whatnot, get, get the visual idea of how you want to go about it. Cause uh-huh. you don't know what to do or how to do it, you know? Yeah. So like, you mean like watch, yeah, watching porn is an, ed- an education or whatever, but you see what people don't, people, a lot of, so many people think that, um, and that, that's the problem with it. They think that that's what sex is supposed to be because that's what they see, right? So mm-hmm. um, I'll give you, I'll give you, this is a great example. <clears throat> I don't know if he'll kill me or not, but it's okay. So Sean Elliott was an adult performer uh, from the age of like 21 to 23. In, won awards, out, okay? Married, older now, kids, everything. Um, and came to one of the shows and did a um, did a scene with me, wanted to make a comeback. Okay. And so we were doing the scene and he's spitting in my mouth and I'm turning my head and I'm turning my head. And he's like, you like that baby? You like that baby? And finally I looked at him and I go, what are you doing? No. And he goes, but all the kids do that now. Don't they do that now? Isn't that what we're supposed to do? You see, even he was brainwashed with all the kids do that now. And I was like, if you spit in my mouth again, I'm going to sock you. Like, don't spit on me. And so imagine what these 14 and 15 and 16 year olds are thinking. That's normal. Let's spit. Let's smack the faces. Let's, uh, you know, and so it's, that's one thing that, you know, there are people that are trying to bring back the passion and the storylines and the scenes and stuff like that. I like Deep Throat. Those are the, like, some of the ones that I've seen from Deep Throat. It's uh-huh. more realistic in that fantasy of what you're seeing yeah, it gets it's you not, excited it gets you yeah you, you want you want to know what's going to happen next i mean when i watched his movie the chamberlain made i was like this is freaking this is sexy this is hot i want to know whereas you i look on pornhub you know and i'm like Ugh, it's just gross like i can't you know it's it's, it's all about you know yeah, i can't even say it gaping and bleh, so <laughs> but then it also becomes an addiction because you're getting stimulant mm-hmm from what you're watching 
Yep. Or and then you're that- changing the biochemistry in your body. So you're programming your body to feel by watching something. So then when you want the physical aspect, there's a hindrance. Yeah. I mean, you agree? I, absolutely. I did a scene uh, last week in, last week in Arizona with, with a guy. Okay. So we, we shot the scene and he couldn't perform. I call it rise to the occasion. And I said, what turns you on? And he says, a BBW. And I said, okay, well, I'm not her. So go get your cell phone. Go watch your BBW and then come back in here when you're ready. And then we finish the scene. And he's so programmed that that's the only thing that's going to get him, you know, get him to where he needs to be. Um, and then, you know, people think that that's what it like. That's like, that's what real, that's, that's what sex is supposed to be. Porn is supposed to, that, and it's not, you know, we stop. Mm-hmm. I try to really break that misconception. I'll do like little behind the scenes videos and I'll say, all right, you guys position here, position here. And now we break for pizza. I'm like, this is what it's like. It's not, you know. It's not the ongoing that you think it is with all that passion and fire and feeding and whatever we do. Well, then, (laughs) no way. You might get a laugh out of this. Oh, my God. Okay. Watching porn, I'm like, looking, I'm like, well, how long are they in this position? Oh, my God. Way too long. And I'm like, okay, do there, are there any cuts? Like, I'm like being in film producer. I'm like, okay, where are the cuts? Where where's the editing? Like they're they're going at it for how long now? Mm-hmm. You know, like so what um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so no, so what they do, so normally you know, then again, the industry's changed a lot. It used to be that you would go to set, you got your hair and makeup done. There was, you know, scenes, there was um a boom mic person, there was a director, there was a camera operator, you know, people on set. Now you're lucky if there's a director, you and your talent. You're really lucky, you know. Um, hair and makeup. If I get hair and makeup, I'm like, oh, I love you guys. Like that's an amazing thing. Food, no food, no green rooms, anything like that. But um, you'll normally go through the positions in a pit. They're called pretty girl pictures. So you'll do the photographs, and then you know what positions you're doing, and they'll say to you, I want five minutes in doggy. I want five minutes on the top, and I'm like, five minutes? That's a long time. <laughs> You know, and then we do break. We'll break. Um, I, I did a movie where in the middle of like the scene, he's like, all right, let's go ahead and take a break for 15 and then we'll go to softcore. I'm like, why would you do that? You finally got these men like uh, able to do what they need to do. Don't stop the scene. Let's just keep going. You know, and also a lot of people think that it's, um, you know, all men write, men write me all the time. I can do it. I can do it. I'm like, you can't do it. You have no idea. It's harder for the men than the women, I think. Because they okay. have, to, I think so. I mean, we can pretend, you know, they have to ultimately have something and then they have to end it you know so that's the hardest part it's being on a porn set's a very different thing you know it's um we've had i've had where one, one male talent finishes and the other one can't and then everybody leaves the room the director and they go downstairs and they get pizza and the the male is trying to get himself ready to go and then he screams okay i'm ready and up comes the director and the camera guy and then they shoot the, you know shoot the pop shot <laughs> wow yeah so I always try to tell people, don't think that that's what it's like. It's not. That's, you know, and it's not a good fantasy to have in your head. Mm-mm. And it can, like, really mess you up. can really mess up people. Yeah. I mean, especially, yeah, especially like, like youth, like, 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 you know, because, you know, the teenagers are still getting a hold of it and stuff, you know. Um, but then there's people there, you know, there's people like me, you know, that you, there's, don't shoot certain things. Like, I, I won't shoot any um, hard. I don't, I don't shoot hardcore stuff. So. You can't like beat me and tie me up and hang me from the ceiling and then slice me with swords and stuff. <laughs> oh no, no, no that's no. crazy. That's no. crazy. No. But, but some people have a, a a kinky side and are, I guess, 
a little freak. Yeah, I mean, but again, it's it's like what we talked about earlier. You know, we can't we can't judge somebody because they they, they might be interested in in uh, you know being tied up and being you know the submissive or um, going to see a dominatrix, for example. You know. Um, uh, or, you know, trying a threesome or being a cuckold, you know, where maybe a man just wants to sit there and be told that, you know, he's a, he's a pathetic loser and he's got, you know, small penis humiliation and all these different things. If somebody wants to try that and they think that that's their turn on, by all means, we shouldn't knock them. But so many people hide those feelings that they have because they don't know who to go to. I mean, there's more, there is, there's more now than there was, you know? Absolutely. Like, and yeah. with, you also have, uh, a book mm -hmm. and can you share with the audience about this book yeah so um pretty much what you know my book I, okay when i was growing up as a little girl my goal was go to the olympics for figure skating then get my degree in theater and then i was going to travel the world with the circus de soleil show that was my goal okay so when i got injured and i couldn't make it to the olympics because i was off the ice for eight months and my partner was 25 years my senior and he was done and i would have to start all over again and i was taking ibuprofen that you know too many, 1,800 a day to try to kill the pain. Um, I never would have thought that from there to where I am now is where I would have been. I never would have thought that I would have started a swingers club, been a dancer, got into the adult industry as a director, then a performer, then went on to be a sexologist, wedding planner, um, motivational speaker, and writer, you know, all of that. And so that all was, that's, the book came about that because I was approached by a journalist um, at the ABN Awards and said to me, Corlin, I want to speak with you. I want to set up an appointment with you. I've heard about you and everything that you do. And I think you should put it in a book and you should educate up people that not all people involved in the porn industry or the adult industry or in the swinger lifestyle community came from abused homes and sexually molested or, you know, a drug addiction and stuff like that. And so that's kind of why I'm, you know, my journey's taken me to where I am. I'm actually, my books became an international bestseller. I'm uh, finishing my second book. My first one's going into a documentary and I'm working with Dr. Susie's Institute. I'm a therapist for her and I'm actually going to be in her documentary this weekend. Um, and what I've learned is that I would say that more people in the adult industry have a hell of a head on their shoulders and are so smart. And when I interview people on my show, every time they shock me. They shock me with like, you know, with 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 Ray being in the you know a medic and um Miles Long, he is a he one he's one of the biggest directors in the industry. I had no idea that he graduated from Berkeley and that he spent eight years in the military and stuff like that. I mean, they'll blow your mind with um so the misconceptions are wrong. Same with the swinger community. Oh yeah. I mean, there's some people that I've I've met couples that, you know, because I'm the inquisitor. I mm -hmm. love asking questions and talking to people and you know, picking their brains mm -hmm. uh, and getting their, their perception and whatnot. They've been married, you know, some of them are married 25, 30, 40 years. Yeah. And they just love, they love each other, but they love being with other people too. Yeah. And then again, it goes back to what I said earlier. So um, I have couples that come to my party and they, I swear to you, they just come. They like the, you know, the schoolgirl night. They like to socialize. They stay in the corner. They never go play with, with each other and they never go play with anybody else. They want to watch. It's a voyeur thing. And then they go home and they talk about it or exhibitionists want to be watched. And then you've got people that want to try the cuckolding or, you know, the threesome with the unicorn or whatever it may be. And, and, you know, nobody knows your body like your partner. So I always try to, because I coach my client, you know, I coach my, 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 my members if they're having issues or I want to make sure that they don't make the, some, you know, the mistakes that I made with my husband because I'm divorced because of the uh, lifestyle. And people always say, then why would you stay in it? And it's because that was my community and that's where I felt comfortable and 
you know, I felt like that was my other's family, but um, we didn't have the guidance or anybody to go to to ask what were the what were the rules? What should we not do? What are the warning signs? And so that's what I try to do. I try to teach people, you know, that the lifestyle can either make you or break you. And if you don't have that, you know, strong bond with your partner and you don't communicate, and uh, you're coming to this to save you, mm-mm, not gonna save you. Um, but I think that had my husband and I had the guidance that I give people now, we might have still been married. You know, I think we probably wow. would. We probably would have. Um, we didn't. We didn't know. You, you know. Um, we didn't know, like, don't exchange phone numbers with the girl. Don't, don't, he was meeting her and, um, you know, lying to me and just, you know, and we didn't know that. And then there were so many warning signs when I look back on it that I was like, I, I should have seen that. Um, and then there's people that do hall passes, like a hall pass where it's like, you know, husband and wife will let it. Hey, my husband's going to be in town, San Diego for a week. I'm giving him a hall pass. He can come meet you. And I'm like, no freaking ways, no ways. You know, because that 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 opens the door for an emotion. Swinging should be just sex. It should be sex, and that's it. And you know, usually you're not even as I said earlier is that um nobody knows your body like your partner, right? So in the amount of times that I can count on, like maybe like maybe six times that I've actually like done a full swap with somebody, okay? And every single time I ended up going home with my boyfriend or my husband and being like, okay, now do me like it should be done because that was awful. So. <laughs> yeah, I, I I would say like, hey, because there was like going into you know the a swinging party might not you know what I've been told is like you want to go with people that you just connect with. Yes. Yes. You know, and it whatever you don't to- feel like doing, you do not have to do. No is no. Yeah, and you have to um, you know, it's not ever you know sometimes I remember one of the things I always talk about is uh. Some people came when I first started my club. They came to my one, of my one of my parties. I had a mansion, and they came and they said, "You know, you could do really, really good if you didn't have people like that in here." And I said, "I'm sorry, people like what?" And they pointed at a couple in the corner who I'm still friends with to this day. And one of the one, the woman passed away. They were amazing people, but um, I just looked at them and I said, "I'm sorry. What is what? What do you mean by people like that?" And they said, "Because they're not good looking and they're like an odd looking couple." And I just thought to myself, "You know, let me show you the door. Let me show you the door because he's a surgeon." And she's a respiratory nurse and and we're done get out of my house okay and so for me you could be drop dead gorgeous but if you don't have if i don't connect to you on personality it's like three seconds i'm out you know personality yeah um and again it just goes back to you know the lifestyle um uh, even i still learn i still learn i mean i was one time at one of my parties and i don't know i was talking about something and then this guy came over to me who i've known for years and he said all right, I got to talk to you because I hear you talking about this and I can help you. And I'm like, how can you help me? You can't help me. And he goes, I can't. I'm an FBI agent. Come here, let me help you. You know, and I'm like, what? You know, you have doctors and attorneys and surgeons and agents. And, you know, so you can't judge. People just want to experience things and see what they like and don't like. And if you're ever. Because we're. We're human beings. We're human beings, and you have to try. And um, you know, I always tell people, if you ever do try, if you go into a room and you agree with your partner that you want to try this, and at any given point, one of you is not comfortable or something doesn't feel right, you are grown adults. You stop it. You say, we apologize. We're going to go. You leave, and you discuss later on alone what went wrong there. You know, you don't wait till it's all said and done, wait three more hours, then go home and fight with each other. I just had a couple of them coaching and they literally just did not listen to anything I told them and got in a huge fight and almost got divorced. You know, wow. you've got to, you've got to communicate with your partner and you have to, you have to know the warning signs and nobody's going to know the warning signs if you don't really understand the lifestyle, you know? And not only that, but if you don't have confidence in who you are yep. and you don't trust your partner 
and vice versa, yeah. it's not going to work. Not going to work. And, 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 um, I, you know, and again, everybody's different, but I can, I can honestly say this. I mean, I know there are people that still do hall passes and they, you know, let their partners, you know, go out and they either want to see pictures or they want the details or they don't want the details, whatever it may be. But I can honestly say that almost any couple that walked into my party that did hall passes and stuff like that, I would look at my door guy and I go, I give them four months. I give them six and I have nailed it every single time. Every time. And that's sad. I wish I hadn't, but you know, and I'll go talk to them and say, you know, I don't think it's a good idea for you to be leaving my party tonight with the babysitter. Like, I don't understand. And then you're leaving your wife here and like, what's going to go on? Like, that's, that's not, that's not, that's not how it's supposed to be. You come into this lifestyle together as a couple to experience this together. Why? You know, and sure enough, every time I've nailed it and they come back to me and they're like, you were right. And I'm like, I wish I wasn't right. But so, wow. yeah. So it's supposed to be to enhance your relationship, not save it. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, like I said, we're spiritual beings having a mm -hmm. human experience. And you have this quote that you only live once. Mm -hmm. I so, say that. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going <laughs> uh, to like the way you were going to finish it. <laughs> uh, I, it's true, though. I say you only have one life to live. So when are you going to live it for you? You know? And, that's really whenever I say that out loud, that's really I'm talking to myself because I was so it wasn't and I have to reiterate this. I nobody forced me to ice skate. OK, I wasn't it wasn't those coaching, you know, parents, you know, how they say the acting moms or whatever. I, that wasn't like it. my mom was like, oh, I can't stand this. You're taking a taxi like I cannot take you to the ice rink at five o'clock in the morning anymore. You know, they put me in taxis and I, I was the determined little girl that wanted to do it. There was no force. But I was never my entire life was about like uh, pleasing dad. Okay. And I was never good enough. If it was, if it was second place, why wasn't it first? If it was an A, if it was an a why wasn't it an A plus, you know? Um, and even, you know, I didn't marry a Jewish guy and then, you know, I was disappointed with that. And then I moved to Sweden with him. And then, you know, um, then my kids were, were not being raised Jewish, you know, and it was just like, I was never good enough for daddy. And my whole life was, and then I got into the adult industry on a flunk. That's all about me in my book. But um, when my father found out I was doing so well, I mean, I, I was doing so well and I dropped everything because he, I, I, I had disappointed my father and, um, and that's an awful feeling. And so I really didn't start embracing who I am and the path that I'm on until I was 40 and I'm 45. So, wow. And yeah. I've, I've wanted to discover, you know, your parents aren't your parents. Yeah. Well, they're really you know, not they, your parents. They were only partakers in bringing you into this earth. Mm -hmm. That's it. They can guide you. They can tell you, you know, what their beliefs are. But you don't, you know, like, like you don't disown your your children. Like the woman, the the the, the uh, Jehovah's Witness that came to one of my seminars, and just because he wanted to see what this was all about, um, was told you can't come home. Um, my family knows everything that I do, but my father pretty much disowned me when it, when my book came public. You know, now he's come back around. Okay. Um, but you know, I was like, I don't, I, I just, I, I don't know how you can turn your back on your child if they're not killing somebody, murdering, rape, you know what I mean? Uh, I, I'm going, I make a living and then I do a bunch of other things too, you know? So, right. Yeah. So but it's a big, it's a billion dollar industry sexes. Yeah. I read, I think I was reading, Oh, I was reading on Dr. Susie Institute, um, her uh, website. Um, why we don't, uh, uh, like, like, like Nevada. Okay. So prostitution, 
Okay, so that should be illegal. That should be legal. We people are doing it anyways, and they're all on the streets and you know doing it unsafely. Do it like Nevada does, you know. Um, not the city because it's then Carson, but um, where it's regulated, where it's taxed, where you you know there's testing, where there's safety and all that kind of stuff. Everybody is having sex, and everybody's at some point is watching porn and has fetishes and kinks or whatever. But some people are way too scared to talk about it or tell anyone because they have nowhere to go to because your family is so religious they'll turn their back on you. You know? Wow. It's and that's it, why you started your podcast. So yes, yeah, so I started my I started my podcast really for the, the the misconceptions of swinging and industry, adult industry. Um and I really I don't just let when people contact me and they say, Oh, I've got a porn a porn performer for you. And that's not what I, I don't I don't want just a porn performer. Okay. So what's your story? How did you get into the adult industry? Um why are you in it? Uh who knows? Are you comfortable with it? You know, stuff like that. Um, every time, every time I have a guest, I wrote an article about this too. I have the, the, my, I call him my mentor. Jay crew was my mentor. So he's been in this world he's been for a long time. I was in at 36 out at 38 because of my father back in at 40. Okay. And um, Jay, I interviewed him on my show and I was like, I had no idea of any of this about you. None of this. No, I didn't, I didn't know. I didn't know that he, I, he was for eight years. He was the stunt cock, no face to one of a very famous adult performer out there. And eight years later, he comes out as a performer with his face and the same cock. And I said, well, didn't people know? Cause it's very recognizable, you know, like, <laughs> I'm like you, you know, you, 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 you know, when that one's you, like, you just know. And he's like, I know. Right. And I was like, I had no idea. I had no idea that he was in the military. I had no, all these different things that you learn about people and how life takes you on a journey to where you're supposed to be. I believe that. And it, I always say this too, it throws you curveballs. And I've, if you read my book, I've had some curveballs and, um, you know, nobody was there to guide me on which way to take the curveballs. And I normally freaking choose the wrong one. <laughs> I come back around. So I just think it's opportunities to gain wisdom, knowledge, experience, and mm -hmm. understanding to where you can now relate and connect and give compassion to others. Yes, and that's that's the biggest thing is like, um, and that's why I'm still studying. So I was talking to Dr. Susie last night and I'm still trying to wrap my head around some of these fetishes and where do they come from? And, um, you know, and I was asking her about them because she's brilliant, she was, um. She graduated from, she went to Yale University and graduated cum laude. Now, to go to Yale is one thing, to finish is another, to go cum laude is another, okay? What brilliant woman. And she is all about just embracing your Dr. sexuality. Dr. Susie who? Dr. Susie Block, Susie Block Institute. Okay. So the TV show. So she's doing a documentary, and I'm going to be in her documentary this weekend. And um, you're, you're the first person I've told, and anybody else who listens to this, so I better read it. But she called me last night. Um, but it was, it's, she, and, you know, she said to me, she said, if you ever – you know, talk to a client here and you just can't really wrap your head around it, call back and talk to me and let me help you. And I was like, okay, I have two that I want to talk to you about. So I told her, you know, this is two things that really, I had a client and I can't, I can't, I can't give the details, but it upset me so much. It was like noon on a Thursday. It upset me so much. I had turned off everything, my computer, everything. And I just left the house and I just drove. I just drove to like wrap my head around what I had just heard awful and if, if, if we were more open sexuality sexually what people could say you know whatever it is that's bothering you anything whatever you're thinking craving talk to someone go to someone go to me i tell people this all the time if you're listening and there's something you want to talk about come to me i'm easy to find come to me because they have nowhere to turn to 
which is crazy. Wow. And with the, the transgender and, you know, this non-binary mm -hmm. trans femme. Now, I'm still learning about I'm also, you know, that, and that, I'm still learning that too, because um, my son's preschool teacher, uh, you know, years ago, okay, the, her daughter then came out and said she was a lesbian. And then, you know, then she came out and said she cut off her boobs. So she was, you know, non-binary. And, and I was, uh, I'm still trying to wrap my head around that. Okay. That's hard. But, um. I, ha I interviewed somebody on my show, um, Asteria. Asteria was born a boy. And um, listening to her story about how she just knew there was something different. And then she actually joined, she was in the military for six years because even though she, she wasn't manly like the rest, she just wanted to be part of a group, a part of a community and thought maybe that that would help her not be where she belongs, which is, you know, and now she's as happy as can be. But well, if you don't have somebody to talk to about that, and we we make it out that you know fetishes are bad and swinging is bad and sex is bad and you know unless you're a missionary that's bad, right? Then or if you're a guy dressing in in women's clothing and heels, that's bad. Yeah, 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 exactly. You know, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a big one. I have cross dressers all the time that call me and they say, okay, my wife's gone to bed. I'm wearing her panties, you know, whatever. And I'm like, that's awesome. What color are they? Where did you shop? You know, and I have somebody, he buys my clothes once a month. I send him clothes, you know, and um, he writes me and he's like, oh my God, I love your clothes. And, you know, and, and but, he doesn't, but he won't wear them out. Some people won't wear them out. You know, it's that it's a closet cross dresser. Mm -hmm. But then they're living like a double life and they're not being their two authentic You're not being you're, who you're, you are. You yes. want to be. That's yeah, just exactly. mind-boggling to me. You see, but you see how hard it is, though. So we think about that. So, you know, I say there's, there's, there's got to be a time and a place where you say, you know what, mom, dad, I shoot porn. So what? Or, you know what, my husband and I, we're into cuckolding. I go out and I get a, a man and I bring a BBC back here and I sit him in the corner and I tell him he's a loser and he can have me when he's done. So what? But when you don't live who you are and live your life for you, you forget the lies and you, you, you don't, you're not you. I can't tell you how many times that I, I, you know, I would say I was going to Las Vegas for a wedding and then my, my mom would call and she's like, are you in Vegas? And I'm like, no, I'm in Palm Springs. And she's like, I thought you were in Vegas for a wedding. And I'm like, oh yeah, I'm in Vegas for a wedding. I can't remember my lies anymore. You know, <laughs> was like, you just, you forget. And so, and, and then, you know, imagine being a cross dresser or whatever you, you can't, you're hiding things in the house, you know, mm -hmm. you can't. So anybody who's listening, I just tell them, be you, be you. And there's so many, nowadays, there's so many support groups for cross dressers, for transgender, for the LGBTQ community, you know, for the swinger community, um, where I think maybe 20 years ago, there wasn't really anywhere you could turn to comfortably. Right. You know, it's, 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 <laughs> it's like, mind blowing. It's all mind blowing. I, I, I say we go back to her. I, I, I say this a lot. I say, I feel like we're going backwards. When I listen to Sharon Mitchell and Sean Ellett and Eric Edwards from the golden era of porn, and I listen to the progress that they made, and then they now see what's going on, in, you know, with um, shadow banning and these, you know, merchant accounts and all the stuff that we're going through in the adult industry now. I'm like, we're going backwards. You guys made so much progress and now we're going backwards. Wow. So, you know, but there's so, but there, but there are people like you and me and uh, there's a lot out there who, um, you know, run nonprofit organizations and, are, you know, offer um, counseling. Uh, we have a group in the adult community. It's a pineapple support. She was a BDSM performer, went to the AVN Awards, heard them announce how many women had taken their lives that year for, you know, bullying and stuff. 
um, online bullying. And so she opened up the pineapple um, support and it's volunteer therapists that if anybody, um, anyone, industry, whatever it is, is just feeling like they're just worthless and they're, you know, not good enough to be here anymore, they call us for free and we help them. So. Wow, that's amazing. So, yeah, and especially with COVID, COVID really, we, we lost a lot of people this year because uh, they weren't, or last year, they weren't able to work and family was shutting them, you know, it's hard. It's hard. So, you know, it's all about acceptance and not judging people on their anything, religion, gender, skin, color, my God, whatever it is that you want to do, do it. Just don't hurt anybody. Don't hurt yourself. We all bleed the same color in the end. Well, um, yeah. And I think that's one of the reasons why you know, going back to religion, it, it, it's totally messed up. So fucked up. <laughs> Can I say yeah. fucked up? <laughs> no, you can say fuck. I, I'm, yeah, I was like, uh, yeah, I mean, it is, uh, you know, I, I, I always say like my, like my favorite holiday, like Thanksgiving was like Thanksgiving, you know, so it's just family. It's just, you know, I just, I, I just, the whole religion thing, I know it's giving you that sense of community. Okay. But, um, but then you make people feel like there's something wrong with them because they're in the locker room and they don't feel like all the boys and there's something wrong with them. And there's nothing wrong with you. You're just different. You're unique. I call it unique. Yeah. And, and, you know, and just to, you know, wrap some of this up, it's like, all right, I've been told God loves all his children. Mm -hmm. Well, if that's so, then it's unconditional and it doesn't matter what, gender they are what yeah. race they are what color they are it's we i, I wish that we could get that to, you know it's and i think that i don't even know i want to say i think our future generations are gonna maybe be better but i don't think so because um you know i talked to uh, when i was when i interviewed asteria asteria's father okay won't talk to her anymore because she's asteria you know and i'm like how can you just wash away your own child be done with them because of that, you know? And um, it's sad because even my my kids are, you know, the future generation and they'll come to me and say awful things like, oh, they, they chose to be gay. And I'm like, no, you know what? Sit your ass down, you know? And they're like, but they chose that. And I'm like, really, you think that? You think that somebody just woke up in the morning and said, today I want to get bullied. Today I'm going to just make sure that everybody knows that I'm gay today. You know, I said, bullshit, it's bullshit. You know? Yeah, and, you the true meaning of gay, it's actually being happy. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So it's very, it's very, it's, it's very scary to me. It's, it's scary that I just don't, I don't know if we're making progress or where we're going. I know that we're, we have more outlets for people that feel that they need to talk to somebody about something, you know? Um, and there's some amazing therapists. I've had therapists on my show where I say, tell me like one time that somebody walked into your office and they said what their issue was and you just went, wow, wow. You know? And, um, I can't say it was really bad, but uh, Dr. Murray gave me something that somebody sat down and he was like, he was just like, wow. And so when I interviewed this other therapist named Dr. Lee, I said, has anything ever happened like that for you? And he goes, no, nothing. And I go, nothing. And he goes, nope, I'm good with everything. And I go, really? How about this one? And he goes, oh, honey, that's called a Wawanita. I was like, what? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like my favorite interview because, because, you know, um, when people call me, they say, you know, I want to do a role play with you. And I go, okay. Like on webcam. And I, they go, but I'm, uh, it's a little bit weird. And I go, well, try me. I used to say I've heard it all, but now I don't say that anymore because I've not heard it all. So, but most 90% of the time, it's like, I just want you to be my mommy and I just want to cuddle. And I'm like, totally normal. Come, let's do it. You know, that's a normal one. You know, um, 
a lot of what people think is weird, or I, 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 wear, I wear panties. That's a normal one, too, you know? They don't realize because there's nobody to talk to. Wow. Then there's some not. Then there's some ones I'm still trying to wrap my heads around. So, yeah, uh, it's <laughs> I have. <laughs> oh, yeah. I have a question because the spirituality side of me and, and our souls. Because mm -hmm. when we're in our soul form, you know how many past lives have we had? We could right. have been black male. We could have been a Asian female. We could have been, you know, a so white king and, you know, a priest here, a king here, a peasant here, you know, a crippled here in so right, many lifetimes mm -hmm. between the masculine energy and the feminine energy. So in this, you know, I, did, I asked, I'm like, okay, so uh, I'm, I, I, now I say, and I'm, I'm proud to say I am God. Okay. And this human being that's a redhead. Ah, <laughs> you know what they say about redheads, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and once I realized that and found out, I was like, oh, I love being a redhead now. You know? Right. <laughs> now I get people saying, hey, what number is that? And I'm like, number? Right. What are you talking about? The number of your right. hair. And I'm like, it's my red hair. Why? <laughs> Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, well, think about that too. You know, you said that, um, uh, what did you just say? Something about being a, like a redhead, but you know, when we were all brought up, what, what was a model, right? What was a porn star? Tall, blonde, blonde, yeah, blonde, beautiful, big boot. Right. And so now what is, what I do like seeing is that we've got, you know, uh, the BBWs coming in and, you know, less body shaming and more appreciation of just a woman and her sexuality and her confidence and how she portrays herself. And so that, I think we're making progress with, and that's nice to see. I love that. Yes, and it's okay to be different. Yeah. The difference is, it's like we're all connected. Mm -hmm. And wouldn't you agree, we're all connected on a soul, energetic level. We're all connected. Yeah. But then we're also uniquely individuals, so we can be the greatest expression of the God in each and every one of us, because that's yes. what it, God, it yes. wants to do with you. That's it. Yes. I, he has, no, it has no judgment. It has no bias. It, it yes. just wants to experience life through your beingness. Right. But you have to, you have to allow it to, so you have to open yourself up, Um, you, you know, to do that. And that's, I think where uh, society is still so much um, brainwashing people that, uh, Sweeney is wrong and porn is wrong. And it is well, it's sad. not just society, it's also religion. Yeah, and, and, and media and media. And it's, like, it's all of that, you know, coming together. Um, and that's another thing you talked about, you know, how we're all different. So when that couple said to me at that swing at my swingers party, you know, you can have really pretty people in here, I thought, you know what? What you might find as your Barbie and Ken cup of tea, somebody else wants the little Latino and somebody wants, you know, the African-American girl. Somebody wants the little, I'm like a little white, little spinner thing. I mean, you, you might want a redhead, a blonde, a brunette. Everybody likes something different, you know? And if it's not your cup of tea, then fine. If, you, if wearing panties isn't your thing, don't wear panties. If you don't want to have a threesome, don't have a threesome. If you don't want to go to a service party, don't go to a service party. But to judge people on it, unnecessary. Nope, it's not. Let people so, free to be themselves. That's mm -hmm. that's how, like, I love you and I love everybody because we're all, you know, we're all gods. Mm -hmm. Whether you want to believe it or not, you are. Yeah. So, you know, I always just say to people, you know, live your life, be you. Don't, don't be the shoulda, woulda, coulda. Don't do that. 
So know? I'm like, what is God and you doing with you? You know, what are you guys <laughs> experiencing? That's me, though. Yeah. God's taken me on a lot of different paths and journeys, and finally I'm where I need to be. But geez, I've I've had lawsuits and turmoil and people turn their back. I mean, I, you know, it's just it's been like for me. It's like you. I, sometimes I look and I go, that past life was I Hitler? Like what the hell? Like why is this? You know, I thought I, I seriously. I sometimes I'll just like sit there and I'll just look in the air and I'm like, what? What did I do? Why do I deserve this now? You know, but um, it's getting better. I hope. Well, my suggestion is, is what am I supposed to learn from this experience? Mm -hmm. It comes to me when I, I, I never, ever in a thousand years would I ever thought I would have been a writer. Never. Okay. And with my book, I told you that he started my book. Okay. So he came to me and said, he's going to write a book. Cause I said, I don't write. And he's like, no, no, I'm going to write it. You'll tell me the story. And I go, okay. Cause I can't spell and I don't know grammar or whatever. In the middle of my project, he gave it back to me. He said, I've decided that the best person to write this book is you. And I go, no, 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 no. That was the agreement. And he's like, I don't have time to commit to it. And so I got this book in my hands and I finished the book. And so the book is written from his perspective, but it was me finishing it. Um, and a lot of people are like, <clears throat> I love it when you came in. And I'm like, screw you. I was in there for most of it. I was in there way in the beginning. You just don't know that. Um, but um, when I, now I write for platforms, different sex positive. I write for Kinkley. I write, um, I write for um, sex uh, sex experts. I write for them, um, and I and I and I I give them my blogs, you know. And then I learn every time I write. I go, now I know why that happened. Now I know why that, you know. You learn from it. So, see, you gain wisdom, knowledge. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and knowledge that you can I can pass on to other people, you know. Yeah. So yeah, so that's why I do what I do. So I always say, you know, I can't be, I can't I can't counsel people on you know, what it is like to be molested as a child because I haven't been there. I can't counsel somebody on how it is to go through, you know, sobriety, um, alcohol addiction, drug addiction, because I haven't been there. I can counsel you on the Stringer Lifestyle community because I've been there and I've made the mistakes and I've watched them and seen them. And I can counsel people on the adult industry and how to stay safe in our industry and what the do's and don'ts are and stuff like that. So. Well, I've realized that, you know, through my own experience, yes, I was sexually molested. I was also raped. Oh, so, uh, yeah. You know, I was bullied too. You know, yeah. it, and then, yeah, I have done drugs. I, you know, got to a point where because I wasn't dealing with the emotional energetic traumas mm -hmm. and the belief system from the religion aspect, you got to stay pure. You got to wait until you're married. Mm -hmm. That fucked me up mentally. Yeah. Yeah. And I took yeah. on beliefs. And programs. And, so then that's why I feel like a lot of people use these vices because of all of that. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. But had, if there was somewhere that they could turn to, you know, um, you should go read the book called, um, I think it's, I think she's, I think she calls it Fawning. Okay. And it's um, Nisha Fair, P-H-A-I-R. Okay. I just had her as a guest on my show. Uh, and she won't go into the details, but awful I don't even, she, she won't even like tell me like, the, the, the sexual trauma and the abuse that she went through was awful. But what does she teach now? She teaches that you can still come back around and she teaches you how to be able to have a partner and fall in love again and be intimate with a man, you know, and, and regardless of what had happened to you as a child in the past or whatever, that there is, there is hope to re-embrace, like to embrace that, um, that, that sexual side of you that was taken from you. It was taken, it was stolen. Mm -hmm. you know? 
But so. then it's like, to, wouldn't you agree that you could also like <clears throat> love yourself? And I mean, literally lo make love to yourself. Well, you know, you know what they say? I say to people, I say this all the time. If you are not happy with who you are, if you're not happy with your job, your situation, your family, like whatever it is, okay, then there's no reason that you need to be involved in a relationship with anybody else until you know you and who you want to be and you're happy then. So like, I'm not, I'm not dating right now. I think I'm really just focused on my career and where it's going and you know what I'm doing. And I, I'm so happy to stay home. Like I just stay home all weekend. And like when people are like, do you want to go out? I'm like, Oh no, thank you. Can I bring you dinner? No, thank you. <laughs> I just, I'm, I'm loving writing and doing my own thing. And learning and you know when i'm ready then well, I'll you, you've become like in the the tarot cards of the hermit because mm -hmm. that's what the hermit does it isolates itself because it's going it's reevaluating it's totally. learning it's studying it's it's in that season and Absolutely. it's not forever so great congratulations yeah, yeah i mean i'm um i'm loving it like because i you know i was a social butterfly always even as a little girl always a social butterfly and now uh, yeah, I never thought I'd be a writer. I never thought I'd be a sexologist. I never thought I would do a documentary. I never thought I would have a podcast. Didn't you know what podcast was? I mean, you know, and it just shows you, you know, life throws you these curveballs. You don't know where you're going to be or what you're going to do, but be you and just follow them and take them and see where they lead you. We'll get you somewhere. Yeah. Oh, yes. And it's just me connecting the dots to your sole purpose of mm -hmm. why you came here. Yeah, it's true. And I just love it. And I thank you so much. Thank you for having me. What a nice conversation. That was so much fun meeting you. It was so much fun. I want you, I'm going to um, stay around and I'm going to finish this up. And Got it. I, I'll just thank you so much. I love thank it. You, thank you. Well, there you go. I told you we're going to talk about sex and you never know who I'm going to get on this show. So tune in to Wake Up With Casey.